when people have to suffer to raise money for charity, they're actually motivated to donate more. And that's what we call the martyrdom effect, right? The effect of suffering for a cause that you care about leads people to, to donate more. Hello, friends. I'm Allison Fine, and this is the What's the Big Idea podcast for the Chronicle of Philanthropy. Joining me every month are really smart people with new and interesting ways of looking at life and work. Have you noticed a trend over the past few years of fundraising efforts that involve physical suffering? Supporters of causes are increasingly challenging themselves physically by, say, running a marathon or pouring a bucket of ice water over their heads to raise money. How and why do these efforts work? Joining me today is Christopher Olivola, a professor of marketing at Carnegie Mellon University who has studied these efforts. He actually coined a name for them. He calls them the martyrdom effect. And he's here today to explain why they work and what the implications are for your fundraising. So now Chris joins us for the podcast. Thanks for coming aboard, Chris. Uh, it's uh, great to, to speak with you. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Now, one of the many things that you've been studying, one of the many very interesting things you've been studying is something that you call the martyrdom effect. Can you explain that to us? Sure. Um, so the martyrdom effect is um, the name that we gave to this kind of interesting phenomenon um, that, that I sort of found in, in my research. Um, and it's basically what will, the story starts when I was in grad school, I sort of found it really interesting that people were, were doing these painful, and still do, people you think it's still popular, these painful, effortful fundraisers for charities, like you know, running marathons for charity and so on. Um, more recently, you had the Ice Bucket Challenge for ALS. Um, and so the, the fact that people are choosing essentially to, to suffer, right, to endure these effortful, painful events to raise money for charity, I thought was really interesting. And my research led me to this finding that actually one reason people do this is because um, when people have to suffer to raise money for charity, they're actually motivated to donate more. And that's what we call the martyrdom effect, right? The effect of suffering for a cause that you care about leads people to, to donate more. And by the way, that's true whether you're the person suffering and that motivates you to donate more or your friend is suffering. Um, you know, she's, she's going to do something painful for, for charity and that motivates you to donate more to sponsor her, uh, her effort or her suffering, essentially. So this is, that's fascinating. Can you drill down just a little bit deeper and tell us psychologically why exactly that happens? Uh, embarrassingly, no. Okay. <laughs> it's a phenomenon that I've, 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 I've you know, you've I've, witnessed. I've right. witnessed. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we witness every right. day. I mean, we right. we're seeing these things that I've studied, and um, I'm going to be perfectly honest. So this is this is you get to see how ugly science can be sometimes, or at least not as pretty as, as sometimes they make it out. It's it's I've I've um, how do you say I've I've demonstrated this phenomenon um, time and time again. You know, through several studies. Um, and I initially had some ideas about what might be going on, um, but I managed to rule them all out and, right, by doing experiments that sort of tested these ideas. Um, and so what I'm finding is that this martyrdom effect seems to be occurring above and beyond many of the things that people would, you, you know, in, in sort of like psychology or economics would say might be driving the thing. So it's, um, I think at this point, the best explanation I have, which I don't feel is like much of an explanation, is that people find it more meaningful. Um, you know, donating to charity or sponsoring someone, they find it somehow more meaningful when uh, the, the, the process of raising money involves suffering. 
And again, that's sort of a circular explanation as saying, well, why are they finding more meaningful? That's a good question. And does the degree of pain have anything to do with this? I mean, can you skip a snack or do you have to, you know, go on a hunger strike for 30 days? That's an interesting question. So I think what we're finding is that um, as long as you're suffering enough so that it could be, I mean, you know, as long as you're doing enough pain and effort so that it could considered, it could be considered, you know, a challenging thing, um, then, then, then you'll get this boost. Um, but beyond that, it doesn't matter, right? So I've done studies where I ask people, you know, how much would you donate uh, to run a mile for charity, or how much we donate to run two miles for charity, et cetera, up to twenty miles? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no difference, right? So when you go from zero to one, you get this boost. Right. Um, but beyond that, it doesn't matter. And the same thing, by the way, if I ask you, you know, your friend is going to run a mile, how much would you donate to sponsor her? She's going to run two miles or up to twenty. Again, it doesn't seem to matter. Um, what seems to matter is that she's doing this challenging thing. Right. Um, but exactly how, you know, exactly how painful, effortful it is doesn't seem to matter. So I think people are not so much sensitive to, it's not, they're not really paying attention to things like the amount of pain and effort, the, the, the distance that you're running or the temperature of the ice in your bucket. Um, they're just kind of like saying, look, this person is, is enduring this pain and effort for charity as opposed to not. And so right. I need to um, donate more to sponsor them or I'm going to do this painful thing. I'm, I'm going to be more motivated to give. There's no way I would go more than one mile then. I, I think that <laughs> I'll be clear. I would do one mile and out. <laughs> so I think the interesting thing is in a universe where the longest thing we could run was a mile, I think that would, that would work. Um, but I think what happens nowadays is that what you see uh, these fundraisers doing is sort of like out, like, I don't know, torture themselves or outgun themselves, right? So, you know, it used to be like you run a few miles and that was good enough, right? right. Now you got to run like a full marathon. Now you have also these charities where, you know, they're running uh, in like gorilla suits, uh, which makes it harder, or they're running, you know, in like some, you know, have these charities where they run in like, I don't know, like freezing cold Antarctic or the North Pole polar, or whatever. Yeah, those polar, uh, polar swims, runs, yeah. Polar swims. So they yeah. just like, so I think... The reason, so so when you, so what you, what you do find in the actual data, like in donating, is like when people have the option um, to, let's say, so I've I've looked at data from um, a charity that was doing a bikeathon, and they it was the the everyone could sign up to the same race, but you could choose to bike. I think it was like twenty five, fifty miles, or like a hundred and fifty miles. Mm-hmm. And you see that the the longer people go, the more money they raised. And I think that's because it's not because it's, it's not a contradiction from what I said before. It's because people can see, look, you're choosing to bike 25 when you could have been biking 150, right? There's people doing much more, so I'm going to give you a bit less, right? right? Or vice versa, so you're choosing to bike 150 when there's people who are giving up or stopping at 50, 25. I'm going to give you more. So when you can directly compare those amounts, you can make those judgments like this person is doing more, so to speak, than the other person. But if we lived in a universe where there was just one you know, run and it was half a mile, I think, and, you know, and, and people were like, you know, running really hard for half a mile, then, then I think you would, people would treat it like the, you know, very difficult event, right? But, but it does sound like for fundraisers, uh, there's uh, an increased degree of difficulty uh, year after year. That sounds like quite a challenge to keep up with. I think they either have to increase the difficulty or they have to make it a different kind of, you know, original kind of suffering. So like the ice bucket challenge, um, is um, I mean, there's many elements to that, 
that 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 made it very popular. The the fact that you could um you, you know that people were filming themselves and challenging their friends. I think that was kind of a unique, interesting thing. Um, but it was you know it's different than a run. It's different than and whatever. Um, it's sort of like it, you know I would I would say kind of reminds me of those polar plunges where people jump into like a freezing cold lake. Right. Um, but it's like I guess it's like your you know do it at home uh, homemade uh, polar plunge with just a bucket of ice. Right. Um, so so yeah I think that that charities or fundraisers have to differentiate themselves you know in terms of the event and this kind of thing. And does right. it matter who is doing this? Like, do I need to personally know this person who's running or swimming uh, to donate to them? Or is it more viral, like the more challenging it is? Um, that's a good question. We we haven't looked specifically at that element, uh, although I'm, I'm sure it, it matters on its own, by the way, right? So I think, you know, it's pretty safe to to, to predict that people are going to donate, or more likely to donate to sponsor their friend than some total stranger. Um, but I think that the martyrdom effect would be, I think it, it, it would, it would be like an independent thing, right? So like you think about a colleague at work that you, you kind of know, but it's not your closest friend. Um, you know, if, if they come up and ask you for a donation for charity, for some charity, you're not, you don't know about, or you're not particularly interested in, you might not be that, that motivated. But if, if that person tells you that they're going to run some grueling, you know, thing, on, you know, in the ice or whatever, then you might feel kind of more pressured to give. Right. Uh, even if, again, you don't know this person that well. So I think this, and, and the same with your friend, if your friend asks you to donate, you know, if it's a good friend, you might donate a little bit, but if they're going to do this grueling event, you might feel that you need to, to donate more. So I think my, my intuition, it's not hard data, but my intuition is that this, this effect, uh, this martyrdom effect, as we call it, is, uh, probably separate from, from the, the social network thing. Um, now what we do find though, that's, that actually is interesting is that, um, <clears throat> what is important is that the charity that, so, you, you know, your friend is asking you to donate to charity, their suffering, as, as I say, has to be linked to the charity, right? So we did this interesting study where there were three different sort of conditions. So we asked people, you know, your friend comes up to you and says she wants to raise money for breast cancer. Um, and she's really, you know, it's a charity she cares about. Um, how much would you give, right? So no mention of like marathon running or whatever. And people give, you know, some amount of money. And then you ask another group of people, um, you know, now imagine your friend, uh, or your friend is asking you to donate uh, charity for breast cancer. She's going to run, you know, 10 miles to raise money. And people give a lot more in that case, okay? Now what's interesting is, and, and that's the martyrdom effect. What's interesting, there's a third condition where you say, okay, so your friend comes up to you and she asks you to donate for two charities, um, let's say like the local animal shelter and the breast cancer uh, charity. Now, she's going to run a 10-mile race to raise money for the animal shelter, but she doesn't need money for that. She's got that covered, but she wants you to donate for breast cancer. And there, people donate to, to the same breast cancer charity just as little as in the condition where she's asking you to donate breast cancer and she's not running and there's no other charity. So even though she is suffering for a cause, because the cause she's suffering for, this animal shelter, is different than the one they're being asked to donate to, right. they donate just as little. They didn't get as, any effect. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, you're, you know, you want your money to be associated with her suffering, otherwise you're not interested. And right? Do you, right. And do you, do you think the fact that these activities are not at all related to these causes, does that matter in any way? Does it matter to the causes in the long run, you think? Um, so a typical scientific way, the answer is yes and no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, um, 
on one hand, and I think there's actually an important point um, that that that, and then this what makes this phenomenon interesting. The the fundraisers, when you're running a marathon for breast cancer, huh? Running doesn't cure breast cancer by itself, right? Or it it just does, like the act of running or whatever doesn't. So in that way, it's unrelated to to breast cancer. Like you're not the act of running or pouring ice bucket on your head or whatever. That's not what's curing the disease, right? And and the same way that running or fasting doesn't solve world hunger, right? Right. So in that way, those events are disconnected, right? Uh, in in a sort of in a in a true sense, I guess, or in a specific sense. On the other hand. They are related in the sense that the fundraiser involves suffering as the cause, right? The cause is about trying to mitigate human suffering, right? So curing disease mm-hmm. or, you know, fighting, you know, helping um, refugees of war or fighting malnutrition. These are all things involving human suffering. And in fact, we found that in, in this way, it matters. So what we find is that the martyrdom effect works for causes that involve human suffering. Again, you know, curing disease, uh, helping war refugees, fighting malnutrition and so on um there you get this boost right if people are going to suffer to raise money for starving kids they're going to get more donations than if they're going to have a picnic for starving kids which Mm -hmm. seems totally inappropriate but if if the fundraiser doesn't involve human suffering right if you're raising money for a political party or or you know uh, the opera or the local children's uh, you know soccer team there you don't get that effect right so there, there is congruency that it sort of it seems inappropriate to uh, it, it seems appropriate to suffer again in a way that's not you're not curing the disease but you're you're kind of suffering it seems appropriate to suffer to raise money for a cause involving suffering more than it, it to do nothing or to enjoy yourself that seems particularly taboo but when the fundraiser involves you know it's like the opera or whatever then you know walking bare feet on broken glass just doesn't it's not particularly appealing doesn't make an emotional connection for people no, no it seems right. it probably seems ridiculous right um so what i'd love to see fundraisers do and i hope some of them are listening and and will do this is combining uh you know raising money for your cause but make the fundraising event something that's actually producing something useful so something like uh you know a tree planting race or something Mm. you know where people are rather than just sweating and running uh and you know blocking the streets they would actually be planting trees or you know, uh, building houses or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't have a, a specifically concrete idea, but something where the event itself is 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 adding something, giving something, contributing to something. Right. And then you have this beautiful combination of, you know, having people doing something challenging, so you get the Marnum effect to, to raise money for your charity. But the actual process is itself, you know, almost like a, is a charity itself, right? I'd love to see that that kind of two birds with one stone kind of approach. That's terrific. I've learned so much talking to you, Chris. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you very much. That's our podcast for this month. Please visit philanthropy.com for more resources and information. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back next month with a new edition of What's the Big Idea?